Heavenly Father, we ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit. As the angels came proclaiming news of great joy, we just pray for a greater sense of who Jesus is and what difference he makes. We ask all this through the intercession of Our Lady as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So I don't know how your weeks are heading up to the Christmas time that we're celebrating now. We sell for like 40 days just to celebrate the power of the incarnation, the mystery of the incarnation. My last week was one that I would rather have never have had. So I want to share a little bit with you is what was going on through my life. So I, um, well, it wasn't this past week, but the week before, like Thursday, Friday, I started feeling a little pressure in my, the back of my mouth. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just a little sinus because your sinuses are so big and they just do kind of crazy things. And as I was um, getting to like Sunday night, I was just noticing, hmm, maybe I'll take some ibuprofen to fall asleep, which helped. And then Monday night came and I'm like, I can't focus. There's so much pain in my mouth. So I knew like Tuesday morning came, I was going to contact a couple of my friends who are dentists. And I said, would you please get me in? I think I have a cavity. And they did. They, they literally let me drive them to the dentist's office as they, they took care of me and gave me, it, gave me that. And then I'm like, it came time for night, and I'm like, the pain is still there, and it's really bad. So then I had a meeting on Wednesday in Green Bay, and I went to the meeting, and I'm, as I'm driving up there, I'm like, this is really painful. But nope, the doctors, the dentists said, take ibuprofen, it gets really bad, take Tylenol, extra strength. So I was just popping those things like M&Ms, you know, like Pez, and it's just not getting any better. And then I saw um, a woman who's a, a dear friend of mine, and I told her about the pain I was having, and she said, I think you need a root canal. And I said, how do you know that? She's like, well, if you're in that pain, it's shooting pain throughout your whole mouth now. So I want you to know that that pain that you're experiencing is worse. It was worse for me than having a baby. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is getting pretty serious. So as I, as I went forward through the day and I was called my other friend who happens to be an oral surgeon, and I called him and he said, when you're in pain, you just know. He's like, you have a nerve in your mouth and it knows one thing, pain and maximum pain, and it just shoots and it shoots and it shoots. So he recommended an endodontist. I didn't know what an endodontist was before this uh, particular day, but he said, just go get a root canal, get it taken care of as soon as possible. And by the grace of God, I had a root canal on Wednesday at about 4.30. And the, when the endodontist took the Novocaine and shot me up, I was like, oh my gosh, just praise be Jesus Christ. Just have some, re- <laughs> some relief, some relief. And I, I, I didn't even care. Like they just like put this like rubber thing over my face and they start going down. But I'm just like, I was like, just take my money. I don't even care. Just take it all. Because <laughs> um, I was going through that. But I always take these moments of just kind of confusion. Why are these things happening? And I always try to bring it back to prayer. I'm like, God, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to teach me? I just began to reflect, like, what would life be like if there weren't dentists, if there weren't oral surgeons, if there weren't endodontists? Like, what, what, like, what would that be like? Like, there would just be no hope. Like, there would just be no hope for those who are in pain. And all you can do is just numb it. That's your only option in life is just numb the pain, numb the pain, numb the pain. And as I reflect on that more deeply, like, what would it be like if Jesus never became one of us? 
what would life be like if the angel Gabriel never came to Mary? Or what if Mary said no to, take, to giving flesh to the God of the universe? There, there would be no hope for us. And the, the strange thing is, is our world is, seems to be rejecting this, thinking either I'm too far gone or I'm in too deep or I'm just going to numb the pain the rest of my life and just, just take it on myself. But if you could know the relief that I felt with just having a shot of Novocaine and, and a, at a root canal, right? Like, it's, 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 a, it's just a tip of the iceberg compared to the relief that Jesus wants to give us. The angels come to these shepherds who probably are dirty, probably have foul mouths. You know, they're, they're not the most clean around the edges or whatever it is. But they say they come proclaiming news, not just of of great news, but news of great joy. Joy is above happiness. Joy is is, is above what our minds can comprehend. And this is what we sing, joy to the world. We have all these Christmas hymns, but they they knew what was happening. Because in in the Jewish tradition, when you had a manger, it was always hewn out of stone. Sorry to your nativity, it's... Technically not biblically correct. So it was, it was hewn out of stone. And the, the, the lamb without blemish was placed in it. It was placed in it. So, when, so they're like, they're shepherds. They, they know what this all means. And when, that, when they find the God of the universe, Jesus, in the manger, their jaws just hit the floor. They finally have relief. They finally find what they're looking for. They don't have to numb the pain anymore and wonder, is he ever going to come? Is he ever going to come? Is he ever going to come? And they have this sense of, of peace that they, they, they don't have to numb their pain anymore. Like the God of the universe is here. And the, the word manger comes from the Latin manjare, which means, if you've been out to eat and someone's like, manja, manja, it means, it means eat up. Like he's here to feed you with what your soul was made for, your heart was made for, with this love that knows no boundaries with this love that can conquer and heal and redeem and liberate anyone. That no matter where they're at, this is the lengths, this is the depths that the God of the universe is willing to go to. And, it, and it's not like it's just, just for a group of people. It's, it's for everyone. And for some of us, we're in pain. Or we hide like we're not like me. Like, you know, I probably should be flossing more or brushing my teeth more. And I was a little embarrassed to call my dentist friends. But you know what? When I came to them, they didn't care about my past. They just wanted to relieve the pain. And sometimes we, we play these games with God, do we not? And maybe it's just me. Like, God doesn't know that I'm, I'm not all in or I'm hiding from him. And, and by the way, if you're trying to hide from God, good luck. He's God, right? He's everywhere. So it's like, what are we doing? And, and, and we have to come to know, my friends, that no matter where you're at in life, like there, there's, there's always some pain that the Lord wants to relieve. What we have to do is we have to make ourselves available to him. Like there's, not, there's probably at least one person here tonight who has pain just from grieving the loss of a loved one. The holidays have a great way of creeping in and reminding you they're not here anymore. There's probably plenty of people here, if you look at the depression rates or the suicide rates or the uh, anxiety rates, that hasn't, somebody here is affected by that and they're in this pain. But the, what does the world say to do? Just numb it. But the Lord says, I want to deliver that. I want to relieve that pain. 
There's probably somebody here who's struggling with some, some addiction. We know the statistics about alcoholism. We know the statistics about impurity and pornography. And we know the statistics about, about the stats about um, opioid death overdoses. And it's just like, there's like not one person here who isn't experiencing some form of pain. Or there's, you know, intellectual pain. I just don't get it, God. I feel confused. Or there's pain of divorce. I mean, I mean you, it's just, there is just pain in our world. But if Jesus didn't come, all we have is to numb it. In certain cultures, what they do is they just try to drink it away. When they have toothaches, that is. <laughs> they, just, they just drink it away. Or they try to, at least. And the God of the universe comes to us. He comes to us today. He comes to us on this altar. Christmas happens at every single Mass. Where there is nothing, where nothing becomes something. And for us, it's not a what's going to save me, what's going to liberate me, what's going to actually give me true freedom. It's, it's a who. And that person is Jesus. And there's not one person here that he doesn't love infinitely. Not one. There's not one person here who he's indifferent towards your pain that you're going through. He says, I want in. And he says, you don't have to be embarrassed about your past. That's what I do. I liberate. I redeem. I restore. I recreate. This is my thing. But then once you, and then some of you have experienced that deliverance, you know what it's like to be freed in the person of Jesus Christ through the sacraments, the proclamation of the gospel. You know what Jesus has done, but then you have to become like those shepherds as they encountered this. They had to go share it with other people. And it's, if our, our world is looking for anything, it's looking for witnesses, people who can walk the walk, but also talk the talk. By doing good deeds, by spending time in prayer, by doing what I think the church is failing at miserably right now. Not every church parish, but some. Probably not here, maybe like in Green Bay or in Oshkosh where I'm from, right? But we just don't walk with people. One of my biggest frustrations in the church sometimes is faith formation. Neither seems to happen. No one gets faith and no one gets formed. And what happens is, is people go in this big crowd and they sit in a room and they never get one-on-one time. And if they do, they typically stay in the church. And if they don't, they kind of shuffle through. Confirmation comes. I make a, a, a vow that I'm going to, a promise, I'm going to live out my faith the rest of my life, but I have no intention to. And I just don't know that how personal the relationship with Jesus is because no one's accompanied me. Mary ends up pondering all of us in her heart, and that's the invitation for us tonight, is to ponder what would life be like if Jesus never came? And for some of us, that's like, I I never even thought of that. And if you never thought about, like, what what if Jesus never came? But, like, I don't mean, like, just came to earth, but, like, came to you personally. Some of us have never invited him into our hearts. Like, we've never surrendered and stop fighting him. we just always fighting him. We're just trying to numb the pain. But I think there's just a gentle invitation from the Holy Spirit tonight to ask yourself, how much longer can you keep numbing the pain? And just to be brutally honest with the God of the universe, like with how things are going, and to do, ask him to do what he does, is to come save you or keep you safe or redeem you or do it again, to come again 
and help me know that I'm not alone, to help me know that you still care for me, to help me know there is relief from the anxiety, from the pain, from the doubt, from the fear. Help me know. And the beautiful thing is, my friends, is you all have free will. You have free will. You can do whatever you want. If you've never even thought about Jesus or thought about inviting him in, or if you've been away for a while, or whatever it is, like, how's that going for you? Statistics show that people who have the gift of faith, and I say gift intentionally, if they have the gift of faith, their mental health is exponentially higher because one thing, the gospel of Jesus Christ, one thing it affords us is hope. That this world is not it. You and I are created for heaven. But instead of waiting up in heaven and waiting for all that, what the God of the universe did is he came, he comes to us. For sure in the Holy Eucharist, for sure in his Holy Word, but also he wants to come and, come and rest on the altar of your heart. And wouldn't it just be nice to have some rest? To have some relief? To know that I actually have a hole in my heart that only God can fill? Instead of going to alcohol or going to technology or going to money or going to social media or even going to other people who really aren't drawing me any closer to God, but just to know that if I, if I have a hole in my heart and it's actually like God can fill it and that's the only thing or the only person that can fill it is God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What happens is Jesus comes. The thing is, he's mysterious. He comes in strange ways. Instead of, and, and for us tonight, instead of us hiding from him, he, he just comes so gently as a little child. Like, there's nothing intimidating about a baby. I think the God of the universe knew that, but that for him, the God of the universe... Who, the God who created the universe is 90 plus billion light years across to become one of us should like drop our jaws to know that if I was the only person on earth, he would have come just for me by name. And to do many things, but I think one thing that he for sure wants to impress upon us is he, he wants us to know our identity in him. When the angel Gabriel came to Mary, he gave her an identity that she was the mother of God. If there's anything there's just a lot of confusion about in our world today is who am I? Or whose am I? And through this God who is Jesus taking on our flesh and going all the way to the cross to redeem us, to set us free, to liberate us, what he has done is per, like paid the debt of our sin. He's also purchased our identity. So that what he shared with the Father at all times, he wants to share with you. What did he share? He shared the identity of being a child, the child of God, the son of God. So that means our identity, ultimately in the eyes of God the Father, is that you, by name, are either a beloved son or a beloved daughter. And that's so hard to understand when either I'm in pain or I'm in confusion and also in America because we, we earn everything. 
thing is, you can't earn your salvation. There's nothing you, you can do to make God love you or not love you. He just, he just loves you. And God is a lover. And he'll go all the way from heaven to earth to redeem you, to come and set you free. And he wants to feed you. He wants to feed you with himself. He wants to feed you with his flesh, which is the Holy Eucharist. And this is the sacrament of all sacraments where Christmas becomes present on this altar. This is Christmas, Christ's Mass, where we get to come to the manger of the altar to be fed by the God of the universe. And he comes to us. He's the divine physician or the divine dentist, whichever way you want to look at it. But one thing he wants to do is relieve whatever pain you're going through. But if the doors are closed off, he'll respect that. But if you want to let them down tonight, I encourage you to, I invite you to. And to do as the angel said to the shepherds, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The devil loves keeping us trapped in fear, and the Lord loves redeeming us and setting us free, especially from our fears. So as we spend time in just a little bit of silence here, I just ask you, Blessed Virgin Mary, as you wrapped Jesus in swaddling clothes, I just ask that you wrap us up with hope. As you ponder deeply this, this mystery of God becoming a person, please reveal to us that he loves us and that we are redeemable, we are lovable, and that there is no more need to numb the pain anymore that we are going through. So come, Holy Spirit, we ask you to fall upon us. And don't just change the way we think this Christmas, but transform the way we live. And I make all these prayers in Jesus' name. May Almighty God bless you and your families, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.